Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. My name is Mason Stewart and I'll be your host. This evening, we're back boys, the three old Scrooges. It feels like it's been us three for the last uh, few weeks, doesn't it? Um, but good as always to have you on, boys. Uh, before we get to it, can we please get some uh, like, subscribe and get some comments in uh, for tonight? Um, the the show's called... Um, what have I called the show tonight? That's not a good start, is it? Um, well, the, the break's nearly over. So, you know, we've... With the break coming to nearly coming to an end, with Leverkusen coming this Saturday, really looking forward to that. And I didn't think I'd be saying that after the performances, um, you know. But the change of manager has really give everyone a, a false, you know, a sense a bit of hope going forward now. So um, before we come on to that tonight, Davy Tomlinson, how are you, mate? Yeah, great. Still, uh, still plugging away, just doing the things I always do. Just, uh, yeah. Colder weather, so not doing so much outside. But and he's not finished yet, so hopefully it'll be finished in a, a few weeks. <laughs> Brilliant, good stuff. And, and David P, how are you? Hi, good Mason. Yeah, looking forward to seeing uh, Rangers go on the pitch on Saturday. Get out, see uh, see if we can spot any Michael Bealisms, such as they are. So uh, I mean, he's been with the squad. We've obviously seen the videos of the training. You know, hope springs eternal. So, no, looking forward to it. seeing the Rangers again. Yeah, before we come into the Leverkusen game, David T, let's start then with the talking point over the, the last couple of days. Ross Wilson, um, his comments um, defending um, the, the you know the transfer policy uh, in recent windows, and and he's and he called it nonsense um, that the you know the noise around. Kent and Morelos especially running running down their contract. Um, and, and he said, look what happened last year with, with Connor Goldson. It's absolute nonsense. And 
you know, reading Twitter the last couple of days, there's not many um, nice things uh, written about Ross Wilson. But uh, David T, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, you know, I, think, I think I've made my thoughts on Wilson pretty clear. Uh, he's, I, I mean, if he thinks he's doing a good job, uh, then God knows I must have done a brilliant job when I was at work because uh, everything, is, I mean, the, the players he's brought in have not been up to scratch. Uh, no, as you say, the players are run down their contracts. Uh, shouldn't really, should never happen at a club. But uh, yeah, I would just, I mean, you can't take I mean, the Kent, Kent and Morelos, and uh, especially Morelos, the way he's been the last while, is, 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 I, I was reading up on him. And seemingly, this is not the first time that he's, he's chucked it. Seemingly, the last club in uh, Colombia, he done the exact same. He just chucked it, and uh, that, that's actually why he was loaned to, to Helsinki because he, he chucked it. But Ross Wilson, he should have been. He should have been the first out the door. Actually, he should. He should have went uh, when when certainly before uh, uh, when Bronkhurst went, at at least the same time. They could have carried each other's bags out the door. But the, the fact that he's still the thing is he's on the board, I believe. So it's very, very could it be very, very difficult. To get him out the door because he's on the board, so yeah, he should have been. He should certainly. I mean, I can I can't understand why he looks at himself in the mirror and thinks if I if I've been doing best best of my ability here, because uh, it must be an answer that he certainly doesn't. And they say that that um, Giovanni had the last say in the players he brought in. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know how that works with, with Rangers. Certainly, I, I'll be hoping that that Bill certainly has a big say. Uh, Bill said that he had the last, the last say on on players coming in, and uh, I certainly hope that because uh, I mean, you can't have a guy that I don't think he's ever kicked a ball professionally. So you can't. How can he? How can he be judging players? I think he just gets a list of of, of names from agents into what, what players are coming going to be freed up. And he looks through the list and says, "Oh, this is an interesting one. Let's have a look at this one." But that—that's—that's that's the way it seems to me. Because as I say, I don't think he's ever played football in his life, professional football. In fairness, though, Davy, um, our manager Michael Bill has never played professionally, and the, our, our last two managers were, you know, World Cup England and Holland captains. Um, so I, I'm, I'm not sure, but I, I, I know what you're saying about Ross Wilson. But I think, you know, if he, someone has got an eye for a player, I don't think you've. You've got to play the game, Davey P. We'll bring you on in on you on this on on, on Ross Wilson. Um, what, what was your thoughts on the comments in the last couple of days? Uh, well, Ross is going to say that, isn't he? You know, you're doing a good job. Yeah, of course I'm. But I mean, he doesn't have to be a professional football player to be competent at the job he's in now. You know, that's as you've identified. But that experience it certainly helps. But he he doesn't have that experience. But ultimately, Ross Wilson will be judged by results, the same as Gio was. So if you look at you know his his dealings in the transfer market, the players who have been made available, and I mean we obviously get a good deal from Calvin Bassey and and Joe Aribo. But in terms of the the signings, uh, there's a question marks over Ross's head, despite what he says, you know. So. He's got, he's got a, a hill to climb. He's in a big hole at the moment. 
I'm sure we'll hear more about it tomorrow at the AGM, which we will no doubt will come on to in a bit more detail. But uh, this is the squad which John Bennett told us, you know, is that is what the best ever. You know, it's the high watermark in terms of quality of the squad. Well, the results don't really bear that out. And, and ultimately, it's results that are going to be the judge of Ross Wilson. Not, not his comments and not our comments. We will just hold them up to the light and say, this is, this is your track record, Ross. And he will be judged on that. And at the moment, it's not looking too bright. No, 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 absolutely. And, and I will be interested. I, I was going to leave the AGM um, to a little bit later on, but we've had some comments in about it already. So um, let, let's go into the AGM then, then first before we touch on, touch on the, uh, the football. Um, David Tomlinson, this is a good one. I, I'll come, I'll, I'll answer this myself in a minute. But if you could ask one question tomorrow, uh, tomorrow's AGM, what would it be? Well, I think the obvious one is Wilson, of course. Uh, but, um, I, yeah, I mean the whole board. I, I, I would, I would actually quite like to to, to know who does what, who does what. It's uh, and the, the, I think one of the biggest one is communication between the board and the and the players. I think that are the and the fans. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, there's there's totally no rundown. I mean, you've seen Rob Robinson got Robertson coming into the the press conference last week and he just sat done nothing he introduced it yeah hello I'll open the meeting and then that was it never said in and unfortunately nobody asked him questions after that so that, that's I mean that's what I, I, I put on uh, FF last week that, that I don't think they're, they're asking very good questions um but, I mean that's why why that, that was a chance to get into Robertson and and Ask them things. What, what are you actually doing? <laughs> because it doesn't seem to. And why are you not communicating better with the with the fans? That's uh, things like that should should be asked. And hopefully they're asked at the AGM. I hope that somebody comes up with that. Yeah, I think I think that will, that will be asked tomorrow. Definitely. I think I, I actually we actually said last week, didn't we? That that it was funny that, that Robertson didn't get any questions at all last week, but. With a new manager, that is, you know, again, they only get so many questions and it is a little bit of a tough one. But I do think some of the, you know, the, the harder questions need to go towards uh, Robertson and Wilson tomorrow. Davey P, then, same question to you. If you had one question to ask tomorrow, uh, tomorrow's AGM, what would it be? Well, the question that I have is probably this, this question that we all have. Will Michael Beale be backed to the hilt? And that begs the question, you know, do we have a number? Is there a number of 10 million, 15, 20 million? What is that number? And and I do, wouldn't really expect the board to to give that detail out. But I, what I would want them to know is I want them to publicly go on the record that Michael Beale will be backed to the fullest and uh, they, we can ask for no more than that. So I would like someone from Rangers, the RFIC board, you know, because we do have, we have two sets of directors. We've got the, the club and we have got the the shareholders who are the, where the power is. So getting rid of Ross Wilson and as, as, a, as a member of the board, you know, he's only one of Stuart Robertson's colleagues. So that, that wouldn't be difficult if, if it came to that. But certainly in terms of the money men, we have to, it has to come from the chairman. From the chairman tomorrow, I want him to utter the words that Michael Bill Beale will be backed to the fullest extent. 
and that's it. You know, as long as he says those words, we can we can hold them accountable to that at a later date because we will see before our eyes what happens in January, what happens next summer, and transfer windows after that. So, you know, if if make that commitment, I, I would like to see that. Yeah, well, they, they have said something recent. Uh, Russell says the same recent uh, um, about that. It wasn't actually on the press conference. I, I read. Uh, heart and hand, and uh, and four lads that that they got to ask questions once all the, the cameras went away and to, to the board and the fan media and and that was one of the things that that Ross Wilson and Stuart Robertson both said that Bill uh, Bill will be backed and he'll have the final say. I think Ross Wilson was quite impactful in that because obviously all the stick that he's had under Van Bronckhorst. But if I had any question, I've got two um, that, that I would love to ask uh, tomorrow. It'd be. Why was there no signings after uh, Champions League qualification when I think it was quite clear that we needed more quality? And the second one that I've got is why were players such as Davis, Arfield, McGregor, you know, given a, another year um, when really that you know that that rebuild should have started you know last summer? And again, we've, I think we've just delayed the inevitable. And and if it is money, I'd love to know where is it gone? Where is the Bassi money gone? Where's the Aribo money gone? You know, even Patterson, you know, where, where, where is it? So they, they would be the three for me. And David T, um, David Hurd has put a really good uh, question in here. Can I just come back on that just before yeah. we go on to the next question? Yeah, See what you just you just said there about the, the, the talking to it after the, the, the press conference. That's what I don't want. I want them asking the questions in front of everybody when, when the whole world's there to hear it. I don't want all these wee cliques, wee, wee, wee guys that, that yeah, think they're Rangers men uh, oh, because I'm, I can go in, I'm, I'm, I'm invited to the press conference. I want them to go in there representing us and ask questions that, that should be asked and not, not, oh, I'll ask them sneakily after the... That should, that's not the way. Get it out in the open. I don't really think it was like that, though. To, to be, look, I, I get that. I totally get that, but... Again, they only get so many questions, don't they? In fairness to them, I, I do think as well. Four lads, I've got, I've got to say, I do think he asked the right questions. I really do. I think he, you know, under Van Bronckhorst's time there, I do think he, you know, I think they they, they do ask questions. And yeah, I, I agree. It's easier for Robertson and Wilson and and even Bill to answer questions when there's no cameras there and it's just the fan media. But don't forget, that's still going to be the same fan media that's there all season when things are not going well as well. So. I do get what you're saying, but it is it isn't as easy to just go in and go all guns blazing. I think I think that's that's got to be said as well. Mason, just one point. Mason, sorry, Dave. Could I just say 100% you are correct because it's not the same thing as to say it. You know, in a wee huddle, we're all mates together. You know, this is between us. Here's here's the real line. I want Douglas Park tomorrow to publicly state, you know, so that all the Rangers fans know, all the Rangers shareholders know exactly what that level of commitment is and they will be held accountable to that. I don't want it to be sweetheart deals, you know, just a, a nod and a wink, you know, to some of their pals, you know, in, in fan media and saying this is, here's, here's the lay of the land, lads, you know, just to bring you on board, to let you know. No, let all the Rangers fans know, say it publicly in front of everyone so that they, they will be held accountable for that. So I don't want, there's no get out from this. So that no wriggle room so that they need to back Michael Beale big time. So the boards here are, are in a bigger predicament than Michael Beale is for me. 
because Michael Beale will, will only be able to, to do the job with the resources that they provide. So if they need to make some sort of public commitment as to what that will be, and if there's uh, backing from the fans required, then let us know. We're all in this together. But I don't want to be hush-hushed, you know, or oh, by the way, lads, here's it. Just to tip you, you know, the the inside line of what, what things are like in this club. I want the club, and that's one of the failings of our current board for me, is that they don't communicate publicly. They they, they seem, Stuart Robertson does, does not, Douglas Park, I don't think I've ever, ever heard his voice. So we, we need to be a wee bit more vocal. Let the Rangers fans know. Trust us. Rangers, the Rangers fans are the biggest investors in the club. Yeah. They have a right to know, nothing else. No, no, absolutely. I agree, David P. And again, just, just sorry, just going through the message a lot about Douglas Park um, and Club 1872. So, David, David Tomlinson, let's, let's go back to that. Um, David Hurd was the first one to, to bring it up. And, you know, this is something that, that there's been, there's been rumours about this for, for a long time about, you know, ballroom. Is there going to be changes? You know, uh, Kylie Fox has, has been around now for, for quite a few months. I don't know how genuine that is or if that's the route that we we need to go down what's your sort of thoughts on 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 king as well because we didn't really touch on this the last a couple of pods about dave king that in the background with club 1872 you know obviously he's not a fan of of douglas park and and has, has already tried to get his son out as well so what's your thoughts on that david t well um i i, I think it's a a good protest vote I think uh, I I don't think it will get Douglas Park off the board. I, th- I think that's uh, that's dreamland, but it's, it's just it just lets them know that a, a certain amount of of fans. Because obviously, there's a lot of people behind Dave King in 1872, so they know that there's a lot of fans that aren't uh, liking what they're what, what's happening to Rangers. But uh, I mean, there's no way it'll get them off the board. They've got enough uh, votes uh, to to carry them through. So I don't think we'll be seeing a change of board. It'll be it'll be the same people, and hopefully with new ideas, a new start. So as we're going with the bill, a new start. Let's hope it's with the board as well, the AGM, a new start. Although I'm very frightened it won't be. Yeah, yeah. David P, same same question to you about. Uh, Douglas Park and King and an 18, Club at 1872? Uh, well, pretty much is what David said. You know, the, uh, I, I would like to see, you know, it, it being a proper dialogue, a proper debate, you know, of differing views, because too much of the current board think that, you know, might is right. So because they are the majority shareholders, therefore, they're pretty much unaccountable because we can't shift them unless you dip into your pocket. But I think there should be a forum for the Rangers fans to voice their concerns as to how, you know how things are done within the club with the current setup and, and make a view known. And I think, uh, well, obviously, Dave King will be given some guidance to, to the 1872 share block in terms of, you know, here's what I think are important. Here's some changes that need to be made. Here's where pressure needs to be applied. And if he's if he's doing it for that, then that's no bad thing. They should be held accountable, because I think if we were to hold a, a you know a, a vote with the Rangers support as to whether Donald Park would would be the chairman, it would be quite a different vote. But obviously, the people who hold the shares, 
you know, we'll, we'll, we'll decide whether Douglas Park continues as chairman. But I think Douglas Park needs to ask himself, has, has he contributed enough financially? Probably. You know, but I would like to see the detail of, of what all this is because, you know, if the club is now taking in money from, you know, the Bassi transfer and the Rebo transfer, how much money is, is, is actually being withdrawn? You know, how much of the, the short-term loans are being repaid? So give us an indication of what the size of the budget is for, for Michael Beale. How much is he going to be backed? Is there money there or is there no money there? The whole thing seems to be smoke and mirrors at the moment. I would like a wee bit more clarity, transparency in terms of the, the, the management of our club. Stuart Robertson doesn't speak to the Ranger support, you know, and, 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 and I've noticed that, you know, recently they'll send out the fan surveys at the end of every game, you know, and, and we get on to issues about, you know, was, was your bloody hot dog warm enough? And, you know, it's, uh, whereas, you know, that's just smacks to me of, you know, Maybe I'm overstating the case here, but, you know, we're rearranging the, the, the deck chairs on the Titanic. You know, that's the kind of issues they seem to be wanting to ask your opinion on. But nothing nothing of substance, whereas I hope at the AGM tomorrow the Rangers support will ask questions on matters which are of some substance and important issues for the club. You know what, the na-na-na-na-na stuff, you know, we're conducting a survey, we are communicating with the support whether your match day experience was, you know, and even when you come up with something, you know, like the safe standing, you know, in the Broomland or something, if they decide it's 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 not for them, then that's it. Off, it's off the agenda. So they just get to decide. The whole thing is just a wee bit too centralised for me. And it's not, they're giving us the, the impression of dialogue when it doesn't really exist. No, definitely. I, from from last year's AGM, I think the, the biggest one that, that I took away watching it back was about the disabled supporters. I think that was one that I hope we get a you know a proper update and, and something to get done about that tomorrow because you know I don't know if if you you boys watched it last year, but that was really hard to to listen to one of the disabled supporters talk about that. And again, you know, it's not heard a lot, but I hope I hope there's something to to sort that out tomorrow um, with everything else that's going on and. David Tomlinson, someone put it up. Um, Callum here put Bill. Bill was appointed to defend the AGM. I, I do think that you know. I, I think that was in that was in the post anyway. I think that was always going to going to happen. I thought I thought Gio was going to go and, and there was going to be a new manager in before this AGM. I think to take some of the heat off. Um, do, do you agree with that, David T? Do you think that that tomorrow won't be as you know as as maybe I don't know what the word is. What I'm looking for, but it, it definitely weren't going to be good if, if Gio was still was still there toxic. during yeah yeah toxic Mixing is the word we're looking for yeah I, I expect it to still be a little bit tomorrow to be honest with you um, yeah. I just think with a new manager in it it does slightly change it a little bit well it's, it's it certainly makes it easier for them doesn't it to say oh look what, what, what we've done so it, it makes them it makes it easier. But, I mean, I'm. You hear a lot of people uh, shouting and bawling before, and maybe I'm part of that as well. Shouting and bawling before these AGM things. But normally, when when you go there, the, the the amount of people that really ask serious questions is very limited. It's normally just uh, yeah, things that you you don't really want to know. So it's, I'm not really that. That things will change. I'm not really that uh, excited about. I don't think it'll happen. These things are the 
these people, these like politicians, they're, they're so good at talking round. Actually, what the question was, we've seen with Ross Wilson uh, with the press conference last week. He never actually answered one question he was asked. He, he, he talked round about it. And that's the way politicians do it as well. They don't. They never answer a question that they're, that they're asked. And that's what will happen at the AGM tomorrow. They'll talk around it and then they'll get to the end of the meeting, give everybody a wee pat in the, the, the shoulder and they'll move on just the same way as it, it, it is just now. Nothing will change. Yeah. So, unfortunately, I'm, I've got a wee bit down note on that. That's that's just my, my, my way of thinking about these things. But yeah. that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that people shouldn't show up, show up and ask the questions. Yes, they should, and hopefully they they, they dare to to stand up and ask questions because that's the is the place to do it, and not down the pub with uh with with we Joe and we we Pete. <laughs> yeah, no, no, David P. I think that the last bit on the AGM we'll, we'll touch on is I hope someone does bring up the Australia uh, fiasco as well. I hope that that gets brought up because that was. You know, we've said it many a times on here. I don't want to keep going over it. But, you know, and again, I want someone to ask how true it is that we can actually end up paying um, money for, you know, for, for not taking part and, and getting fined. So what's, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, well, I, I think that the Australia thing uh, turned into a bit of a disaster when over there. So, I mean, thank God we never touched out a barge pole. But the concern for me is, and David's, again, quite correct you know it's, it's something of a concern to me that if rangers the rangers board are are motivated by by changing the manager just so that they can downgrade the level of toxicity at the agm because they knew it could you imagine what the agm would look like if if geo was still in place that it would have been would have been it would have been something like from monty python they'd have been selling the rocks and baskets outside <laughs> that place in, in Glasgow where it's been held tomorrow. And and the wee concern for me is that when the Australia Friendly was announced and it was leaked, you know, by you-know-who for their own ends, but then James Bisgrove was sent out in some sort of PR mission, you know, to uh, explain, you know, exactly, oh, it's a commercial decision, here's the amount of money, you know, it's a good thing for the club. And the Rangers support just were not having it, just a completely misunderstanding exactly, you know, why we should not be getting involved with that lot, you know, in a friendly bloody 12,000 miles away. And they, they then decided to send him out to defend that. that that's the alarm bells going off in my head, you know, that the, that the Rangers board at that time thought that was, a, I mean, first of all, that the Australia friendly was a good idea. But to then send Bisgrove out and to try and defend the decision was just completely insane. And obviously it, it met with the same response and then it was beat a retreat and then there's no more friendly. And if and if the sole reason for, for Rangers changing manager is, is to deflect, you know, some criticism at the AGM, mm -hmm. then Dave King's right. We've got the wrong board in place. Yeah. No, no, and you both make good points on that. Absolutely. Yeah, He's I, 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 sorry, Mason, I don't, I, don't, I don't blame Bisgrove for it because he comes into a club and he has to make money and he thinks that was a good way to make money. But as soon as he went into the boardroom and mentioned that a friendly with Celtic in Australia, the board members you know, says, sent him back and say, go back to your office 
and come up with another idea because that one's not <laughs> going to be done. And that's the way. But Bisgrove, I can't blame him. He's brought into the the the, the company to to make money, and it was a way that he thought he could make quite a bit of money. So, as I say, it's the board members. They they they're the ones that should never have let it go off, throw legs. Yeah, James Bisgrove next week could be selling cars. Wouldn't matter a jot to him. You know, he's just a hired hand. Someone who actually understands what Rangers are and what they mean to us, you know, would have told them in a New York minute that, you know, this ain't going to fly, James. Where did, where did you get that idea? And no one within our board was capable of, of you know, the penny just didn't drop and, and putting two and two together saying, James, we, we think you're a great guy, but that's a shit idea. No, they sent him out to try and defend it. It's, it's, it's insanity. I mean, out of touch doesn't even begin to explain it. No, and that's why I think, you know, coming back to the original point, these things need to be brought up tomorrow, regardless if Michael Bill's in the building or not. You know what I mean? These, these things need to be asked. Mm-hmm. And supporters do get the chance to, to ask to ask these questions. Um, let's let's move away from the AGM then and, and light it up a little bit with um, with the Leverkusen game on Saturday, David T. Um, I think it's fair to say all of us at the Gallon Few WhatsApp was not looking forward to this um, game at all. I think it was one that, that we were dreading, um, really, because of, you know, the performances and everything that's going on. But there is a little bit, you know, for, for us all now with the World Cup on, but we all, you know, we all, let's be honest, we all just want to watch, get Rangers back. So um, what, what are you expecting Saturday? I know it's only a friendly, but, um, you know, we'll, we'll come on to, to certain players in a minute. But what, what are you expecting to see? Can we can we expect to see the same lineup Saturday than we'll see against Hibs, you know, a few days later? Well, I think we're struggling for a left back. I don't know whether Barisic will be will be brought back. Uh, I don't know whether I don't think I don't think a club can bring back players. I, I'm not sure about that, but I don't think they can. Now that Barisic, now that Croatia's through it to the next round, um, they'll they'll have a game in the weekend, so Barisic won't be back. And as as far as I know, uh, Redvan is, is 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 still going to be out for a for a while yet. He's not not near coming back. So we're going to be start struggling for a left back. I've no idea who's going to be put in there. We don't know whether we've got a youth player that, that can step in there. But um, that maybe Sands could could go go fill in there. But we're struggling for that. I think the the big thing it will be the first um, the first chance we get to sort of a look and see whether Beals get the players fitter than they were. I think it'll be a good gauge for that and see if the, the football's changed any better. Obviously, it's a short time, so he's not he's not had a lot of time on the training field. But um, no, he, he, he said Morelos is, uh, is is training really good. If, he, if Morelos keeps training the way he's training, then uh, then he'll certainly be, be uh, uh, there to, to, to be picked. Whether he does pick him or not, it's a different story. But um, obviously, as we've said often, often Morello said on his on his day on his game is the best player we've got at the club. But um, no, I think we'll see. We'll see the the, the the style of football he's going to bring in because he said it's not the same as as Gerard was going to would be playing. He said it's different from that. So it'll be, be really interesting to see what kind of game and and the likes of Ryan Kent. It'll be good to see if Ryan Kent. So the Beal said at the beginning of the season. He was going to release the players that they've, they've, they've got to go go forward more, got to be more compact and 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 go and uh, actually get the ball moving quicker. So hopefully he, he allows Kent a bit of freedom that Kent can can be cause a lot more damage. 
And I mean, I was looking at Kent's stats this afternoon, and they're absolutely terrible. I think his he's shot, shots on target were only twenty two percent. I mean, that's uh, that, that's. I mean, I know I know every player kicks it off tar- target, but if you look at um, Tavernier, Tavernier's got is about the best in the club. He's got he's got forty nine percent, I think. What that is, Kojak uh, is is about thirty seven percent, and Alfie's down at thirty two percent. So. They they need to work in that. I mean, you know, you know, Alfie's not got a great shot. That's even if he, I've, I've never really seen him hitting a hard shot. It's all we trickles back to the keeper virtually. So, but, um, no, I, I, I think we'll, I think we'll see that, and uh, it'll be a good gauge to to see how far we've come in the short time. Yeah, no, and it has been. And David P, let's let's bring you onto that then. This 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 you know onto the game that on Saturday as well, but. The question that, that I've got here is who he's going to be a surprise. Who, who's who's going to be that player that Michael Bill comes in and, and, he, and he turns him around? You know, who, who do you think that will be? You know, we've heard many things about Glenn Kamara. We spoke about Glenn Kamara in depth at the last podcast. So I don't want to sort of go back, you know, uh, and Ryan Kent and Murray lost. They're, they're the three. But, the, but in terms of do you think there'll be anyone else that Bill can come in and, and go and get the, get the best out of? Well, if the word on the street is correct, then it's uh, Glenn Kamara, you know, who's going to be the new Michel Platini, it would appear. So, and I'm, uh, I'll believe it when I see it. So, it, the problem I have with some with some of the players that we have at the moment is that, you know, I mean, the new manager bounce is something I've always thought was a bit weird, but yeah. because these are professional football players, and then they need to see a new coach come in you know, for the whole thing to be G'd up, you know, and the whole thing improves and the guys are a couple of yards sharper and they apply themselves more at training. I mean, see if that's the players we have got. We should ship the lot of them out because we should be, uh, no matter who the manager is, they should be applying themselves and running as hard as they can. So, you're, Dave's right. Again, you know, in terms of Morelis, best player, you know, and he's, so he's now back into training. It's... Now it's not an effort for him; it's it's just a joy, and he's and and you're hoping that Alfredo Morelos, you know, between now uh, and the January transfer window, actually starts banging them in, because I think maybe we could just get a, maybe half a million for every goal he scores when we sell him in January, because that's where we'd be going if it were my decision. But uh, as to whether the club would would do that, he's so he can sign for another do a pre-contract, you know, so he's got his uh, over a barrel here and uh, we've let that situation happen. But if, Al- if Alfie's agent's already got the deal lined up, then Alfie's probably just running hard and training, you know, for, for his next club. He's not, it's not for Rangers and that's the danger. So, no, I agree. and that's, so I, I, I don't really think there's, is there anyone there who we should be, I mean, you would stretch it and say maybe a Lowry, you know, someone who's uh, young, talented, got potential. And that's all it is at the moment, though. It's potential. So, these, you know, we've seen these players come and go with Derek Ferguson, with Derek McInnes, all tipped to be the next wunderkind. And <laughs> uh, it never quite works out. So, uh, it's really up. Michael Beale will have an assessment of the full squad. I don't think he'll be p- hanging his hat on an individual. I hope he isn't because uh, that's bound to end in tears. 
Yeah, and I think you make a really good point, David, about you know the, the, the manager balance. That's one thing I've never really understood, really liked. I've understood it because players can down tools for managers, but but the the problem we've got is these are not players that have just done it under one manager, in my opinion. We've got players that have done it. I think I think they did towards the end with Gerard as well. I just think that I do worry a little bit, you know, and I've said this before about Bill and and, and the, the sound bites that we're getting for Bill. Now he's not going to come out and say. You know, it's not the summer where he's got you know three months tra- transfer window and he can he can start the rebuild. He needs to he does need to kind of give the sandbags and say, look, the, these are the players I've got. I'm going to give them a chance. I'm you know etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But we, we said it we said it on the last pod and I, you know we really hope he is ruthless and um, yeah. and, and Morelos for me uh, Ryan Kemp might be a little bit different. I do I do genuinely believe that that and I've slaughtered him enough on here. Um, and and and, and David said, yeah, he's 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 rec- you know he's he's record goal scoring and assist for a player of his ability is shocking, but I do believe that that has got a lot to do with the style of play and and Gio and his coaching team. I do really believe that they've held Ryan Kent back, um, but but Morelos is totally different because I think one thing you can say about Ryan Kent, even if he's not having a bad game, he will try and make stuff happen. Yeah, it might not come off, but he won't stop trying. Where Morelos for me is complete opposite. I think that he's. His his whole demeanour, you know, the fact that he's still out of, out of shape at the minute as well, um, you know, that that's a mirroring game. We can go over loads. Low, go back to the Hibs game where he's on for five minutes and gets sent off. It's just been over and over with Morelos, and I just think enough's enough. Um, in my opinion, I, I'm I'm really hoping that that Morelos is gone in January. To be honest, um, David T getting a lot of, a lot of comments um, about Morelos as well, actually. So let's just stay on that before we sort of shift it on. Um, are you are you hoping that 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 you know coming back to Ross Wilson's comments and and he said that you know look at Connor Golson he, he stayed on and he didn't really close the door towards Kent and Morelos are, are you hoping that both of them do end up signing new contracts? I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today. Wow! Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Well, financially, it, was, it would certainly be really important if we, if we could, even if it was, was just to sell them. Uh, because just now they're going to walk away for nothing. So financially, it'll, it'll be it'll be better for the club. I'm I'm sure I'm I may be wrong, but I'm sure Ross Wilson said when he came in, there'll never be a player run out go or walk away without a contract out of contract. They'll always have they'll always get money for players. Well, I mean, he's certainly not done his job in that that sense either. But um, no, I, I, yeah, I, don't, I I really like Alfie, but my my patience is up with him as well. I mean, this is not the first time. A few years ago, he came in back the same way as well. Really, uh, a lot 
uh, heavier than he should be. I'll, I'll be nice and say heavier. Um, so this is 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 not the first time. And as I say, um, when he when he played with his uh, with the last club in, in Colombia, he he done the exact same. He, 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 he played that bad that he get put in the the bench. And then after being put in the bench, he just got bored sitting on the bench. So they ended up they 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 went him out to Helsinki, and that that that's why we, the reason we got him as well with Helsinki. He did start trying his best because he knew that teams from all over Europe would be looking at him. And uh, now, well, obviously Rangers uh, got him uh, because yeah, I can't remember an ex player went to went to Helsinki games or something like that, and and and, yeah. and brought him in. Jonathan so, yeah. So, uh, no, that's. Uh, I mean, I, I love Alfie, but I think it's time to to uh, to say cheerio, <laughs> to be honest with you. But as I say, giving a new contract to sell him would be good business. That, that was uh, that's a good way. At least I, mean, I don't think we would get the twenty twenty million that we, we thought we would get a couple of years back. But you might at least get now what five to ten, five or ten million. So I'd love that's... five, David. If we got five million from Reynolds in January, I'd be absolutely delighted. I just can't see it. I think if it's a better seat, you who's gonna who's gonna pay him anything more than well to offer him a contract? I think that's all you need to do in January. You offer him a pre contract, and that's it. So I'd love, don't get me wrong, I'd love to get you know that five, six million from from Reynolds, but unfortunately, I think. I just can't see it happening. Um, Davey P, moving it on then. There was, I was thinking about this earlier. You know, what centre-backs are we going to have? Um, fit? Obviously, Conor Goldson, I don't think he'll be back till till end of Jan. Um, hoping that, that it's sooner, you know. And really, it's going to, it looks like it'll be, you know, the Leon King and, and Ben Davis for the, for, the, for the next two games, I would have thought. The friendly and then Hibs. Um, again, with Kamar Roof, uh, again, he's another one that I just can't. When I f- try and think of a, a side or eleven, Kamar Roof just doesn't come into my head because as soon as he's playing, he's on the pitch, he's injured again. Um, so, what's your thoughts on on, on our centre halves uh, for Saturday and and Kamar Roof as well? Yeah, I think it's got to be Leon King and and Ben Davis. You know, I think that's we we don't have much to choose from in, in that respect. So, we could go with James Sands, I suppose. But James Sands is a proved to be a quite effective, you know, a wee bit further up. You know, and I think I, I like James Sands because he's a, he's quite physical. He's he's he can pass the ball. Uh, I would have James Sands in, in my team in the midfield, you know, and beside Lundstrom, uh, and and because he's good. Oh, he's des- he's really good fitness. So now, in terms of the the centre halves, I think it's. There's no, there's not much to choose from. It's got to be uh, Leon King and and Ben Davis. So we'll we'll see in Saturday. We're going to we've got a really good clue in Saturday when the when the, the team rolls out the tunnel and we'll we'll find out what is in Michael Beale's mind. So I think the the blueprint of the game on Thursday will be uh, we'll see in the start of eleven on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I really hope Yilmaz is is back. I know David P touched on it that he might not be. I really hope that that he is back for for that Hibs game because I think he'll make a big difference. I think he was coming onto a bit of a game before the injury. So um, again, a new manager just might you know he might be one to, that goes and kicks on Yilmaz. I know Gio brought him in, 
it was under him. But I think Bill and, and the attacking fullbacks, I think I think Yilmaz might be one to to really kick on. But again, just just hopefully fit. Davy T, I'm just going to come away from the football talk at the moment because I was talking about the disabled facilities um, that that was mentioned at last year's AGM. Um, I've just seen on my phone Chris Jack, um, who's a writer for the Evening Guardian Evening Times, has just said that. Um, Rangers board sign off. Uh, thanks, Curry. Actually, was the first one to point this out in, in the in the comments um, to boost disabled facilities, and I think it's more there. So that's really good news, and I think that was one that you know coming away from the team, the team, and, and everything. But but from last year's AGM, that was one thing I did did take away. That was really important, and we'll quickly touch on this. Uh, both of you, David T, what's your thoughts on that? No, really happy. Um... I, I, I went to games with with a, a, one of the boys that the the needed is in a wheelchair, and some of the the situations he explained to me were absolutely terrible, and, and not just with eyebrows, with a lot of grounds. And his four one sister on FF or the, on Jersey, I think his four one sister as well, as well. I think Billy Patterson he's called his real name. And I went to games with him a few times, and uh, yeah. He, the things he was explaining were, were absolutely terrible, and these these people they, they these people they there's the same right as everybody else to have good facilities to go in. So I don't know what, what the, the toilets are like, and uh, but you, there should be wheelchair. That should be a, a main thing. Wheelchair to toilets, um, being able to get up and down. I mean, they, they really they should just have everything that they need. And that's just to, to to mention at the AGM tomorrow. Anybody that need it's got special needs need to get in touch with Rangers. It's a, a man called Spears. They need to get in touch with um, if they need any any uh, special arrangement to get to their seat and things like that. So uh, no, it, 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 anything that anybody does for 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 the the uh, special needs people, then uh, it should be done. And uh, no. Best of luck to them. I hope. I hope they get. I hope they get it up to standard that they're they enjoy making games and they don't need to to do unlimited stupid things to get to 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 enjoy the the, the game because it should be it should just should be natural that they that they come and how enjoy their day out. Yeah. No. Absolutely. David P. I'll come to you on this as well because it's not often we're we're doing the pod live and we get news through. So. Um, and I know it's released before before tomorrow, but but it is you know that that is where I'll say fair fair play to the ball. They, they they've kept to their word, and and this you know it's going to happen. Mason, you can call me a cynical old bastard if you want, but <laughs> the fact that you know it was brought up at last year's AGM, and on the eve of this year's AGM, we have a reporter then breaking the story. We've signed off. Well, what I would want to know first of all, what have they signed off on? You know, is it free ice lollies? You know, so <laughs> I, I would like to see the the devil's always in the detail. What have they signed off on? And I just think, you know, we're on the day before the next AGM, they're signed off in something, and we've had a year to do something, and this is this is what they've come up with. I'm a, as I said, maybe it's just me. No, yeah, no, a lot of comment people in the comments are saying that as well, and. Like, you know, again, this is this ball, though, isn't it? They've done this stuff like this in in the past. Mm -hmm. It doesn't surprise me, but I'm I am glad that, that that something is getting done about it because it was 
that was say that was something from from last year that that, that stuck. And I've had a question in as well about how many uh, disabled supporters attend match days at Ibrox. I have no idea. Um, I don't know if you boys know that, but. Well, maybe the, maybe it's limited by the available spaces. We, we, what is the demand? So, I mean, I know that other clubs, you know, who have, and you can see it at Old Trafford every week, you know, uh, the disabled the, the facilities that are behind the goal, which is to the right of the camera. So you can see that, you know, those spaces are all occupied. So if there are only 10 spaces or 20 or 30, whatever the number is, then, uh, you know, it's kind of like, if you build it, they will come. So... They, they are a proportion of our population, so we'll, we'll require these facilities. So our, our stadium should reflect that. It doesn't at the moment, and I, and I can only you know, feel sorry for people. You've got to hand it to them in terms of the, 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 how determined they are to go despite the facilities. You know? So we should be uh, reflecting the... We, our, the investment you know, should have been made, gosh, when the stadium was built. I suppose, you know, there wasn't the emphasis on it at that time. So, you know, we, we cannot uh, go back in time and, and say, you know, we should have known all of this. But uh, this is now 2022, so our stadium should reflect that. And and the money should have been spent some time ago. Yeah, it's, no, I agree. I agree. And someone said, you know, Edmondson House should have been put on hold and, and this should have been sorted first. I absolutely agree with that. I absolutely agree with that. I think it, it yeah, should have been. Priorities. Priorities. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and again, uh, you know, the, the, the main thing we all want to see is, is, is the team winning and doing well. But even if they'd have said, look, we, you know, instead of us spending a couple of million on another player, we, we wanted to get the disabled facilities sorted. I think we'd all, well, we would, we'd all understand that. But again, it comes back to that no communication that we've already spoke about. And, um, you know, we're going over all ground, keep going back over that. But, but absolutely. It's a bit more worrying than that for me, to be honest. Because it kind of reflects the the board in, in their ivory tower and the range of support. And I think that that disconnect is, uh, this, and this is just a symptom of it, is that they don't really, they, they, they haven't so far sort prioritised that an issue like that. Whereas, you know, we know the range of support and you can, uh, you know, gosh, we're among them. And they haven't, you know, they've gone with the Edmiston House, they've gone catering facilities, you know, merchandising, you know, 14 strips a week. You know, yeah. it's, it's, so uh, they've, they have listed the priorities and they're going to do exactly the same thing with the safe standing thing because English clubs have now been given the go ahead to do all of this. So they, you know, that they'll be plowing into it. Rangers will be at the coup's tail. The board will be dragged screaming and kicking to actually do something that the Rangers support want. And I think the, the first priority should have been, you know, disabled facilities, but they were drag screaming, kicking to that. They'll be drag screaming, kicking to safe standing. Whereas if we had a board who actually reflects the support, these things would have been taken care of some time ago. Yeah. No, no, I agree. And you're getting a lot of love in the comments, Dave. Yeah, I think you're spot on. Absolutely spot on. Um, you know, and I, again, I didn't want to sort of go back on old ground, but where it was... Sort of breaking news there. I thought it would be a good time to us for us to to touch on it. Uh, David T. Then coming back to the the football, um, Borna Barisic was the the first Rangers player to, to feature at the World Cup uh, this afternoon. Um, being totally honest, I was working today. I missed missed the game. I, I know you and uh, David P. both both caught up on it. So 
what, what was your sort of thoughts on, on Borna's um, uh, performance today? Um, I've read a few things on Twitter that uh, I've not been very kind, and I can just I can just imagine it to be honest. Uh, but but what was your? How did you see Borna performing today? I think I think he was more in his bottom than he was running down the wing. <laughs> Put it that way. <laughs> he just seemed to be getting into tackles and come off the worst in every tackle. But uh, ah, it wasn't bad. Uh, he, he, he certainly, certainly, I've, I've seen him bet, playing better than than he did. But uh, whether whether it's I don't know how how badly injured the left back is, uh, or whether he'll be be uh, getting sent home. But if Rangers ask, but uh, no, it, I don't think it was his best performance ever. But I mean, it wasn't bad. I mean, obviously the. the he only lost one goal and it was wasn't his fault. So, but uh, no, he was he, he was sort of a yeah. As I say, more every, every time he kept getting injured, and I, I kept saying, "Oh no, I hope it's not another injury." And uh, but he, he kept getting back up and got on to the next injury, and he was sitting in his bum again. <laughs> and then and then, uh, then he had cramp. <laughs> they were pulling his leg for about five minutes. So yeah, there's a. Uh, it was it was quite comedy value actually. <laughs> did he did he last the hundred and twenty minutes? Yeah, yeah, he stayed on at the end. Yeah, and, yeah. and he didn't fancy a penalty. Typical baller, isn't it? Typical baller. He'd have probably passed it back anyway. To be fair, Mason, Mason, see see towards see as you we went through extra time. The closer we got to penalty kicks, the more time Bonner spent his ass, yeah. and he just, he just played the same card he played in Seville. You know when it when it's oh when he's down two minutes to go and it's like oh I'm, I've got cramp I've got cramp exactly like he did in Seville the the thought of taking a penalty kick for Borna was uh, he'd sooner put pins in his eyeball than take a penalty kick. The wee, the wee I, wasn't guy happen. With, I can just the see. I must have been haunting him. <laughs> you put a gun in his head to take a penalty. Wasn't he going to happen? No, I, I say I, I I watched the penalty. I managed to get the penalties as I was leaving, so I sort of watched him, and I was like, he's not, you know, I didn't know if he played Dungeon Twenty to be fair, but yeah, I wasn't su- surprised not to see him. I said I've seen that from Borna so many times, and to be honest, again, I, that's why I think Yilmaz. I really hope Yilmaz comes in and and kicks on and makes that his own, and, and we end up, you know, flipping Borna in the summer. I think Borna should have gone this summer, in all honesty. Um, I think again that. Sentiment that, that the, the you know the previous manager had, I just think he wasn't ruthless enough. Um, so then, boys, we've got ten minutes to go. Let, let's let's wrap it up then with a with a World Cup. Davy T, your favourite team, uh, England uh, won last night very very comfortably. Um, but there is someone that I want to talk about because there is a little bit of a Rangers connection here in um, Jude Bellingham, and uh, he's been very complimentary towards Rangers. Um, Tavernier and now Ali McQuest, which is which is nice. So Rangers will probably sign him when he's 38 years old and uh, he needs another payday. So uh, we can look forward to that injured. one. And he's injured, yeah, and he's, he's got two broken <laughs> legs. Um, but what what did you think of his performance last night? And I, I really think there's, there is always a lot of hype around England and, you know, especially, especially living down here, I think everyone gets a little bit excited. I think I've watched someone like Declan Rice um, who I think is a good player, but for a hundred million, I think you, you you'd be mad to, to pay that. But when you watch someone like Bellingham, it does. I think he's a bit of a throwback, and he has got a little bit of everything. Listen, they paid eighty million for for Harry Maguire, so <laughs> that that yeah. says that says everything, doesn't it? Um, yeah. They've now even got him that he's got to move into midfield. <laughs> that does uh, a comedy eleven that one. 
uh, no, uh, England played well. That and that that boy, uh, Bellingham, that he, he was standout. He was the best player in the park. But, uh, no, it's uh, uh, plays with Dortmund, doesn't he? I think so. I don't know how well happened to the, the English teams missing him. It's uh, that's a bit strange. They yeah. don't connect with Germany. Yeah, well, I've got to be honest though, David. You know, probably better than me, but but Munich and um, Munich and uh, Dortmund, they, they always seem to pick up the, the the best talent all over Europe, and and they've actually now you know proved they've started doing it. Where Bayern Munich have done it with another boy that he actually plays for Germany. I can't mind his name. He's a midfielder, but he's English, and he's he's told, he's um, chose to play for Germany as well. Um, I think I can't. I'll, I'll be getting his name wrong, guessing, but he, he looks like a, a top player. I just think it's it's you know it is a surprise at seventeen. I think everyone sort of went. I think they paid over ten million for him at, at seventeen, and I think everyone was like, Who, "Who's this?" And um, it, he looks, you know, he does look look, look really good. Um, David P, what was your thoughts on on that yesterday, England and also France? They're, they're the team that I'm expecting a France Brazil final, but. Um, Mbappe yesterday, he, he, he's another one. He looks, he looks incredible. Yeah, I mean, I thought England, uh, other than the first half hour, when, when they were, it was Southgate mediocrity, vanilla stuff, you know, with the pass. But certainly when the, the, the tail end of the first half and they totally controlled the second half. But in terms of Jude Bellingham, I think one of the pundits at the end of it says, you know, Jude Bellingham, he was a standout. There's no doubt about that. <clears throat> but saying in, in England's second goal, you know, you can see that he is the complete midfielder. You know, he was a number six, a number eight, and a number ten, all in one move. From from anticipating, you know, the winning the ball, you know, as he leaves the 18-yard box, you can see him when he takes off and uh, he then robs the player who tried to take possession of the ball, bursts through, Passed another one and then fed it to Foden, who then passed it to Harry Kane, who leathered it past. But in a single move, you know, and if Jack Grealish is uh, 100 million pounds and Bellingham's uh, considerably more than that, I think Man City got to just look at that boy and say, just, uh, just send them over now. We'll, 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 we'll send you the blank check, just fill in the zeros. Yeah. He's some, yeah. no, he's a play, I mean, you could see it when he was at Ibrook when we, we played them. You know, he, he was the best player for Dortmund in both legs for me. Uh, and, I, you know, the, the frustration. I mean, this boy's a teenager. And you could see the level of frustration he had with some of the Dortmund players. And you're thinking, you know, that takes some of balls, you know, for a boy, a teenager, teenage boy from England to go into the Dortmund side. And, you know, and I think he had a wee pop at them after the first leg, you know, when we, we pumped them. Uh, saying, you know, that this is not required. So, you see, you've got to have to back that up, but this boy does back it up. You look at the, the ability he's got, uh, I think he's limitless. He is the real deal. Standout player for England for me. Yeah, easy, easy. Um, I, I still, you know, I've said this in the group chat as well, I still fancy France to to knock out England next Saturday, to be honest. I think France have, have got another gear. I think Harry Maguire and, and, and John Stones haven't really been tested yet. I think that's with a weakness um, for me. And, uh, you know, I think it'll be a contest, Mason. I think this will be a, a, a fairly yeah. even contest because the the thing that impresses me most about England is just the depth of the squad. So I think that, that you go into the, 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 their bench and I think you, you, you could probably cut put out another team 
which would almost be the equal of the, the first 11. It's just that, and I don't think France have that. So it's just a, a question of who turns up on the day. I, I think it'll be a very even contest between England and France. Because I think England have got quality all over the place. But you're right, in terms of, uh, you know, they're up against Giroud. So Mbappé's the, obviously, the, the star man and, and all of this. But beyond that, Griezmann, you know. Yeah, he's getting on a bit now, isn't he? Griezmann. I, th- I think they can be got at, at the French defence. So I think it may it'll be, it'll be an interesting game. I think the, the, the biggest weakness in, in the England setup for me is the manager. It's yeah, Scarlett Southgate. Yeah, the squad they've got is, is by, uh, for me anyway, it would be the, the best squad of any team in the tournament just because the, 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 the quality, when they go to sub number five and six, sub, there's, there's no dip in quality from the guys who started. Whereas I think other countries, you know, uh, can't quite match that level. So it really depends how uh, Gareth Southgate plays it. But he's been, is, that, is that a good thing, Davey, whether there's no, no difference in quality? Is that good or bad? <laughs> no, well, that's because good, you know, because you look at the, the start of the living they've got, you know, the, and, and guys like uh, Rashford and, and Grealish, you know, who are you know, top-notch players in the English Premier League aren't, aren't in the start of the living, but they did. They then come on and contribute. And I think that's going to be a big, big asset for England is just that they, when they put the you know, five sets of fresh legs on, you know, the last half hour, there's uh, they'll be as good as the guys who just walked off and uh, I think France could maybe suffer as a, as a result of that. You're not yeah. changed over to going to Holland yet, to, to going over to Holland to support uh, Davy. Now the Dutch have, have won a game. Yeah, what, well, what did you think of the Dutch, Davy team? What was your thoughts on? I thought they were a little bit better. I mean, I don't think that was kind of a, a great side, uh, you know. To, I thought USA. To be fair, they've done well to get through, but I think they look really average. Maybe that's credit to, to Holland. Uh, to be fair, I think, I think the Dutch will go for the first half game they get. But they've, they've, they've certainly got a, the the goalkeeper. You could have got him about three or four months ago for a, for, a, for the, yeah they used to say a packet of cigarettes, but um, they, they they could have got him for virtually nothing. He was kicking about. The, the amateur clubs up till about three years ago and then um, a, a small team the go-ahead Eagles from Devonshire they picked him up and then he moved on to, to, to Sparta and that's him now at 28 or something like that he is now and he's he's, get, he's got a cap and he's absolutely he's been brilliant he's, he's saved Holland quite a few times so mm. I, was, I was totally wrong when I said they haven't got a goalkeeper they've obviously got someone who stood up and uh, and the guy's massive as well he's he's then to us, maybe even over two meters, so he's he's uh, absolutely massive. But no, nah, I don't I don't see the Dutch uh, going any going much further. I think they'll lose it. They've got the next time Argentina. Yeah, uh, Holland, Argentina, France. I don't really rate Argentina. I mean, they were one of the favourites. I, I mean, save Messi. If you take Messi out of the equation, Argentina are pretty mediocre, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah, uh, yeah. Argentina, when they beat Australia 2-1, were up against one of the guys was from St Mirren, one of them was from Dundee United, and that Jackson Irvin, who's I think was at Celtic briefly, was at Ross County and Hibs, you Ross know. Cow- so, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, I mean that that was the quality 
that's the standard of the Australian team, which uh, eventually they won 2 1. And I think it's just a lot of hard work that gets Argentina through it because Messi doesn't run about anywhere. He, but they, you know, they, but they're certainly uh, motivated. You know, we spoke about it in the pod last week about the, the level of commitment of the Argentinian players. And that's what led to the second goal. It was just hounding them, hounding them, eventually won the ball, you know, from the, the press with, and the goalkeeper get caught and the boy rolls it into the net, which turns out to be the winning goal. But in terms of uh, football, you know, the, the Argentina, one who suffered from, you know, Messi and, uh, you know, two or three excellent players, but the depth of the squad isn't huge. And and you're up against Australia, who were, you know, plummeting the, the SPFL for some of their squad, some of the, and some of the stats. You're thinking, hmm, what would a real team do to them? Uh, so I think Argentina might be uh, might come up short. That'd be an interesting one, actually. That guy Irvin. That guy Irvin. He looks like something out of Sherlock Holmes movie or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really, really strange looking guy. <laughs> yeah, he's he's. Uh... I've got a cheek to talk about anybody, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's a proper. Yeah, Looking forward to Spain and Spain and Portugal are playing tomorrow. As well, aren't they? I don't, they're not, they haven't got each other though. They, I don't think. They're, I'm not sure what the the games are tomorrow, but I'm pretty sure they're both they're both playing. And you know, you can't you can't rule with with, with Ronaldo as well. Just you know, you can't you can't rule out Portugal either, can you? Just just him and Messi. I know we said about Argentina they're not being great, but they can just come up with that bit of brilliance that wins games. So I think we'll be mad to sort of write them off, but. But for me, so. the winners the winners going to come from it will be Brazil, France, or England. That the winners, you know. So they're the best squads I, I, overall. I would say so. I mean, some of those individual players are, are no bad, but it's it's ultimately you know over that many games. So many games are you playing? You're playing seven games, so it's, it's generally it's, it's the biggest squad, the best squad who will who will prevail. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's a good time to, to wrap it up, boys. I think that's the most we spoke about the World Cup, so we must be getting into it a little bit, little bit more now. It's getting, it's getting to the the good bits, isn't it? All the, all the, the, the not so good teams are, are going out now. And sorry, Teddy Bear did comment earlier and said, "How come you wasn't on live last night?" And uh, apologies about that. We just, uh, well, I've got to admit, I was out watching the England game with the in-laws, so um, you know we didn't have a, a lot, a lot, a lot to, to get on the pod. But um, yeah. I was hoarse after singing "God Save the King." I was, yeah. I was I couldn't have come on last night. <laughs> yeah, no, we've got, got a few England fans there in the comments um, as well. So um, let, let's wrap it up there. And then, David T, uh, thanks for tonight, mate. And um, be on again soon. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, just uh, just the, the, the Red Van, uh, David Edgar said before that he's going to be out for a while, that he won't be back in the, in the next couple of weeks. So that's. That's that's my information from David Edgar. So I don't know. I don't. I, I think he's got quite a, a bit more uh, knowledge of what's going on at Ibrox than uh, than I do. But um, no, thanks for having me on. I've I've missed a bunch of flowers behind you, Mason. I, I thought you I thought you promised us a bunch of flowers uh, were going to appear at your table. The Christmas tree. Christmas tree. Everyone's moaning because it's green. Everyone's moaning it's green, but it has got blue and white. Dirt, dirt, uh, Decorations. That was the best I could do. So uh, yeah, I can't couldn't get a blue tree anywhere. So uh, yeah, so sorry, sorry about the green, the greenness there. Um, but but cheers, David T and WP. Thanks again as always for tonight.
Yeah, that's no, good to be back, guys. Eh? Oh, Saturday, I don't yet have a ticket for Saturday. I never took up my... But I think there'll be tickets are plenty, and it's only a tenner. So we'll, uh, we'll go along, and uh, I'll blow and kisses at Michael Beale. Please do it, please do it. You know, just the usual stuff. <laughs> Come on, Michael. Never thought we'd be a... Uh, I, th- I think he's... He is called Mick, isn't he? You know, that's got no, to no, be... No, no, uh, no. It's just my fault. It's just my fault. Is it Michael? Yeah. yeah it's no, not no, Mick. We, no, we don't do that mixed up. No. <laughs> no, yeah, I was, going to, I was thinking that, you know. Well, well, with Declan's, you know, and gosh, was there not a team, you know, a few years ago would we'd, uh, we'd corner Declan and something else? We'd the whole repertoire in, in, in the team. So we're, uh, to be we're fair, a broad church. To be we're fair, though, yeah, our, our whole coaching team now is, um, is Mick, Neil and Damien. So... Uh, it's not uh, it's not that staunch, but uh, <laughs> one, you know. it's one one a Satanist. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but brilliant, we've been, and again we've had we've had green and white, so that's a, that's the worst. <laughs> <we've had. laughs> yeah, brilliant. Listen, as long as he's as long as he's our Satanist, <laughs> <laughs> uh, as long as they get the results, that's all that, that matters, isn't it? Um, but again, thanks everyone for the comments tonight. Uh, like and subscribing we, we appreciate it and uh, we'll be on again we'll definitely make sure it's next Sunday but uh, as always thanks for watching we are the people yeah.